0: Girlfriends, episode number 212, Bible study for Catholic women with Lisa Brennickmeyer. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I am talking with a special guest, Lisa Brennick Meyer, who really specializes in Catholic Bible studies for women. I know you're going to enjoy meeting her. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Greetings from Los Angeles very early in the morning, and if it sounds like I have lost my voice... I have. (laughs) I've been talking. It's been a great few days here at the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress, which I have come to for the past several years. But this is the first year where I've been a speaker here. So it always is a huge event where we talk to many people. Catholic Mom has a booth here. And um, I always enjoy coming and greeting all the people that come through, people who know Catholic Mom, people who know me, people who don't know Catholic Mom, who don't know me. It's always a great few days that are very intense of talking and meeting and just sharing with the people who come to this gigantic event every year. But like I said, this is the first year where I spoke and I gave two talks this year. So that made it feel very different for me. Honestly, it made it feel much more stressful for me in the lead up to these first um days where I was going to be speaking when I was at home and preparing, I just let I let myself get pretty anxious about the whole thing. I guess because it felt different in kind from the usual speaking that I do, where I'm usually speaking just to women. I'm speaking to women who know me. I'm speaking to women who know my books. And it feels like a very comfortable, familiar audience. This is a different thing because it's a much larger thing. A lot of people who um, have heard me speak here had never heard me speak before, had never heard of me before. You know, it was kind of fresh territory. And so the topics I was talking about, my first talk was called Finding Forgiveness in the Family. And then my second talk was Similar Themes, a different take called um, Teaching Mercy and Compassion in the Family. And I really actually, now that I've gone through the stress of putting those together, I think those are such important topics. And I really loved the feedback that I heard from people. It was really well-received, first of all. I was grateful for that. And people were so kind. And I posted on the Girlfriends Facebook group page before I went about some of my anxiety and asked for prayers. And you guys truly lifted me up and gave me those prayers. And I want to thank you for that support. I I really felt it. And I'm so grateful for the girlfriends community. I'm so grateful that I have a place that I can turn to some people who know me, who get me, and um, I can ask for that kind of prayer support. And you can too. That's what I love about this. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you are not yet a member of the Facebook group that we have for girlfriends, it is a private group and you need to be a listener of the girlfriends podcast. That is the only requirement for you to become a member of this you need to request to join and you need to get approved. And truly, I mean, I just make sure you're a real person and then I add you to the group. And so far that, that method has been working. Um, so if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast, you can do that request to join. If you can't remember all that, you can send me an email, Danielle at Danielbean.com, request to join. If you don't want to even do that, you can just connect with me on Facebook, send me a message and ask, Hey, what's that group? And I will send you the link and be glad to have you join us there. Anyway, that was just an aside. I just wanted to share that the conference here has been going really well. It's four o'clock in the morning here, but I'm awake because I just didn't bother switching time zones myself. I'll go to bed early, get up early for most of the time that I'm here. And it's very interesting because it makes me feel like I'm a different person because I'm not usually the go to bed early kind of person. But it certainly has turned me into that um, kind of holding on to my East Coast time zone during the time that I'm here. But anyway, if I sound subdued, (laughs) That is why it's been a long few days, but I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the community of girlfriends that supported me through this project. And I'm so grateful for having had the opportunity to speak here. So grateful for all the people that we've gotten to meet here. And there's still one more day, still going to spend the day today, um, just at the booth for Catholic Mom, meeting and greeting people and sharing about what we do at catholicmom.com. So grateful for all of those opportunities. And one more shout out, I want to say hi to listener Bianca, who I met at my talk yesterday. She stayed after and chatted with me a little bit. And I was thrilled to be able to meet you, Bianca, and learn a little bit about your life and your fiance and um, what you get out of the Girlfriends podcast. So thanks for connecting with me there. I always love to connect with Girlfriends listeners in real life events. But today I am sharing a conversation that I had recently with Lisa Brennan-Kmeyer, who is the founder of Walking With Purpose Ministries. You probably know Lisa. You've probably heard of Lisa brennan or run into Walking With Purpose somewhere along your travels through Catholic media. She was a joy to talk to. And honestly, we had the Skype call where re-recorded the interview and then we stopped recording and I think we talked for like another hour, which was so great because there's just so much we have in common and we hadn't had the opportunity to personally connect like that before. And um, she's just an absolute joy and the work that she's doing is truly beautiful, truly beautiful resources that she is producing for Catholic women, helping women to get in touch with scripture and with one another. I find that she's just so inspiring and doing God's work in such beautiful ways. So I'm not going to hold back anymore. Here's my recent conversation with Lisa Brennickmeyer. Lisa Brennickmeyer is joining me here today on Girlfriends. After Hearing story after story of women looking for a safe place to ask questions about faith and needing a way to refuel, Lisa decided to do something to bring change. The result of her holy discontent is walking with purpose. Lisa is crazy about women, loves Christ passionately, and thinks the most exciting thing in the world is to connect the former with the latter. She holds a BA in psychology from St. Olaf College and lives with her husband, Leo, and their seven children in St. Augustine, Florida, Welcome to Girlfriends, Lisa. I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Danielle, and have this time with you. This is going to be fun. Yes. So let's just, let's just dive right in. So walking with purpose, uh, take us back because this goes back a little ways. I mean, I know I've been hearing about walking with purpose and um, seeing the great resources you've been putting out for many years now. I mean, Mm. now you're like the queen of an empire, but take take us back to where it all started. Sure. So, um,
1: it started in, um, Annapolis, Maryland with just a group of eight moms. And there were eight of us, um, down in the basement of the church who had come together. And this was just a group of young mothers with our kids next door being babysat who wanted to know Christ personally and wanted to encounter him in the context of the Catholic Church. And so we just came together studying the gospel of Mark. And um, but of course, what was happening as we were digging into scripture and really applying it to our lives personally, we were building friendships and relationships with one another, which was also a tremendous need that mm-hmm. these women had. I mean, don't women all, you know, want meaningful friendships, something that that goes deeper than just, you know, a superficial chit-chat, and that's right. what they we're receiving as well there.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I so love that I it starts with that basic need, right? Like yes. to connect with each other because, um, you know, from years of working in this ministry and I, I've experienced it as well, that oftentimes women, they're sure what they want, but they know they want that connection, right? So mm-hmm. starting there is so key. So it started with you in these eight women and, and what did you do?
1: So something that we did every single week is I would say to them, you know, if this is helping you, if this is making a difference in your life, think about friends that, you know, who also could benefit from this. And to begin with, we just stayed that same eight. But bit by bit, we started adding people and the numbers just started kind of doubling with every every new season. So it got to the point, you know, after we had done this together for a year where there were enough of us that we needed to have more than one small group in order for those discussions to stay, you know, intimate and good. And so I started training some other women to do it as well and we grew um at this parish St. Andrew by the Bay in Annapolis to about a hundred women and we were maxing out the space in the church because we also had a children's program that ran alongside it. Um mm-hmm. and we had about fifty kids in the children's program. So this was very much a gathering of of young moms um during the day coming together and you know gaining a lot just from getting into scripture and these relationships and then pouring back into, into the parish. So we really saw a big shift in just what was going on in terms of, you know, revival at the parish level, which was exciting. So we Mm -hmm. were doing that. And honestly, um, I could have stayed doing that with those women forever and always. That was, that was a real (laughs) sweet spot for me because I knew them. I loved them. I knew their stories. I knew their families. Um, but God had a different a different plan and um and so we expanded off across state lines. um A wonderful priest put me in contact with a woman, Julie Ricciardi, who has been absolutely you know at the helm of building things out for us she um she's our CEO, and she and I linked arms you know a little bit into just the the beginning of it all, but you know mm-hmm. very, very early days. And together, you know, we put together um, a program that could really be rolled out in a lot of different places um, at the same time without too big uh, a group of people running it, you know, mm-hmm. either at the parish level or nationally. And so on and on, it's grown. And so we've got a leadership development program so that women can learn how to do ministry in their parish from their home. So it's all online. Nice. We offer mentoring to women so that as they step into leadership, they're not, you know, overwhelmed by it all. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really allowed the ministry to grow, you know, across the country yeah. um, in really an exciting way.
0: Wow. I, I love that you have the, the leadership leadership. Um, training, because Mm -hmm. that for me, I think is the number one thing that holds people back is Mm -hmm. someone might feel someone listening right now might be feeling like God is calling me to do something with the women in my community. I don't know what it is, but I know for sure I can't do it. Right. Yes. (laughs) Right? Because you think I don't have any training. I'm not a pro at this. I've never spoken in front of anybody. Like that's, I think sometimes the sticking point for people. So tell me a little bit about that, that training. What is it like? You said it's a hundred percent online so people can do it at home.
1: Yes. Yeah. The big thing. Um, so some of it is just, you know, this is how you facilitate a small group, you know, and that's, that's practical and that's helpful. But what I think is actually the most important thing is that we really meet that woman right where she is in her place of inadequate, of feeling so inadequate. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, so do you feel equipped? And she says, no, do you feel like you've got everything needed for this task at hand? And she's like, no, I feel like I'm totally unqualified, I'm, but I will say, but do you, Love women. Do you care about where women are at today? Women in your, you know, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your parish, in your community? Well, yeah, I do care about that. Okay. Um, then actually, and do you love the Lord? Do you, do you love him and recognize that, you know, he, he's the key to all of this, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just giving friendship. It's actually helping them encounter him. Yeah, no, I totally am game for that. I'm like, perfect. You've got everything that you need because Mm -hmm. actually your feelings of inadequacy are, what says to us, you're probably the best leader and exactly the kind of leader we want, because you're going to rely on the Holy Spirit to help you Mm -hmm. rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I've totally got this. I'm so good. I know how to do all this stuff, in which case we tend to rely on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So a woman who doesn't feel up to the task, but loves the Lord and loves women, she's got all that is needed. And then we will meet her at that point in relationship, you know, grabbing hold of her hand with that that mentor, who's going to work with her. And so it's not just that we're giving nuts and bolts. We're also giving her a vision for how do you love women to Christ? Okay. Because Mm -hmm. I think so often we think, you know, there are women who think, you know, I know the faith. Well, I think our culture is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm going to help these people get their acts together and start believing the right stuff and living the way they're supposed to live. Right. Right. And, and so those are often women who will appoint themselves for leadership and say, I've got a lot to share here. I got a lot to offer, but women in our culture (laughs) are put off by that. Right. Yeah. Nobody likes that person. Nobody likes that person. (laughs) And what, what they like is a woman who meets them where they are in the mess and just, offers friendship says you are okay. As you are like, come as you are into this community. We're going to journey together. We're going to learn together. None of us have this so perfectly figured out, but we know the one who does and that's the Lord. So we're going to go to him. So a lot of the training is learning. How do I do that? Well, Mm -hmm. um, so that the the environment that I'm creating is really one of love and of acceptance and of friendship. So women are going to blossom in that as they encounter Christ and, you know, the truths
0: of our faith and the truths of scripture. Right. Okay. So once somebody has done this or somebody in your community has done this and you've been invited to one of these programs. Um, what what kinds of um expectations are there of somebody setting up walking with purpose in their parish in their community is it weekly meetings is it is that required to be able to do it properly or how does that work yeah, it's weekly meetings,
1: which at the beginning, and it runs, it typically runs like during the school year. And mm-hmm. to begin with, it's, you know, you think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get women to make that kind of a commitment. Um, But what we find time and time again is if one of our short programs is offered, we do have a couple of short studies that um, can just give you a taste of walking with purpose. A lot of people will offer that during Lent mm-hmm. as a way of just kind of softening the ground and then they'll launch something. Um that's full year in the fall. What we find women say is one, I never knew that God loved me like this. You know, I never knew his love for me was this personal, and this is transforming my life Two, I never knew the Bible could be so practical. You know, I Mm -hmm. I honestly thought it was going to be boring. I had no idea that it was going to be so incredibly helpful. And three, I never knew that I could have this kind of friendship and community. And so what they say is, why are we ending this? Like women don't want to break for summer because this becomes not one more thing that you add to your plate. This becomes the plate. This becomes what, you know, what kind of gives you that solid footing during the week to go back out and love and serve and work and do all the things that we do. So it is a weekly commitment during the school year, um, which we find women, want because mm-hmm. this is their accountability, this is their friendship, this is their time, you know, of real spiritual growth and and feeding. And alongside that, um, where I really think the transformation happens, because that's what we're after. Like, what's the point of Bible study? Is it so we become smarter sinners who like know the Bible and know our faith? Well, obviously <laughs> not, right? <laughs> we, obviously not. Right. So we want to be transformed. We want to be changed. And where I believe that happens the most is when the woman is at home doing her Bible study on her own, and it's her and the Holy Spirit, and mm-hmm. he's speaking to her heart. And I think a lot of our gatherings, um, we, we don't want to expect too much of women. So we're like, just show up. You don't need to prep at all. We expect nothing of you. Just come. Mm-hmm. And they have a really, really great day, really great morning but we haven't given something that is their daily lifeline their their way that they can really abide in Christ you know when we're told to do that in the gospel of john sure. and so we, we've set out about our Bible study program is such that it's broken down into days. So if you go through it, it's like, this is what I need to do for day one, for day two. So, you know, when you're done mm-hmm. and it's about a 15 minute commitment. And of okay. course you can decide to wait and do it all the night before.
0: I mean, no, no, <laughs> As I know knows. some would, yes. Right. <laughs> nobody will know.
1: It's all good. But what you've missed is the fact that you've been able to, you know, reset your mind. Remember, you know, we're told to do that in Romans 12, one, that we need to have our minds renewed. Do we not? Like, is that not where the battle is? in the way that we think, we need that reset each and every day. And and this Bible study format really helps women to do that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's all Bible-based because, you know, there are so many, and I know you must be familiar with them, amazing, beautiful Protestant resources out there for women to get together and study the Bible. And yet look in Catholic land and you're like, where, where's my support? I mean, of course there's some stuff and there's some great stuff, but it's, it's much harder to find. Um, and it's, you know, there are other kinds of studies and different kinds of books and resources, but if someone's really looking as, as I think we're all called to, to do, to go deeper into the word of God, that, and looking for a resource that's going to help them do that and, you know, hold them accountable and help them to do that with other women. I think this is a really beautiful way to do that in, um, in a way that doesn't happen very often in other Catholic resources. Yeah. You know, I
1: would, I would have to agree, Danielle, because I looked for it Mm -hmm. for so many years. I really, you know, we have seven kids ranging in age from 26 down to seven. And, Um, I had, I never saw myself as a writer. I, you know, I couldn't even imagine if you told me, you know, 15 years ago, this is what you're going to be doing. I would have been like, no, I'm not, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be good at that. I mean, the same thing that the woman says, I can't, you know, I can't lead a small group. I was like, I can't write a Bible study, but, but I knew what I was looking for and what I wasn't finding in, you know, in the Catholic world. And that was a Bible study that was directed at women and that took her heart into the equation. So mm-hmm. something that wasn't just after, this is how you can understand scripture better, or this is how you're to live, but how I could also be led to emotionally healthy spirituality, where emotionally, in my mind, in my heart, I'm coming to a healthier place as I come to know God and know myself through his eyes. Mm-hmm. And that, that heart level, not just application, but that heart level tending to a woman's heart. I I couldn't find. And so I started creating it. Why? Because I had seen it in in Protestant circles. I tasted it Mm -hmm. in Protestant circles. And I knew that um, that that's what was a lifeline to me. And I wanted to make sure that other Catholic women could have that too, within the context of our Catholic faith and the richness of it, you know? Right. Yeah,
0: that's where it came from. Absolutely. Now, So talking about, you know, that kind of daily time spent in prayer, in studying scripture um in reflection on God's word you have a new resource that's just come mm-hmm. out this mm-hmm. 365 day devotional called be still can you tell me a little bit about that project how it came to be and how you're hoping women will use it yeah
1: absolutely so um for years i didn't develop a resource like this because i do so want women to actually open up scripture and get their nose in it like right. i want them you know firsthand reading you know, God's, God's words there. But, um, the truth is that there are so many women who are just not going to do that. It, it's just, they, they don't feel ready. They don't have the time. There are a million and one reasons why. Um, and so I wanted to develop a resource for women who weren't ready for Bible study and also a resource that could be a supplement for women who are already in it. And so, I started out writing, really wanting the theme of it to just be a constant reminder of God's love for us. Um, and I, and many, many of the entries that is exactly, you know, what is, what it's confirming and, and speaking over us, which is a truth. I think that we never tire of hearing and need to hear daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really also evolved into something that was really saying, okay, so if that is true, if I am so loved by God that I have an inherent worth and dignity and identity that I don't need to go find because it's been given to me, I'm his precious daughter, Right. then what? Then how do I live? How does that reality then, you know, spin off into all these different decisions that I'm making day to day? And that's what the devotional ended up coming to be, was really looking at all those different areas of life And, you know, what is God calling us to do differently because of who we are in him? Mm -hmm. And so some of the entries are just pure encouragement. Some of them are, you know, challenging us. Um, Some of us are, you know, some of them are, you know, teaching a different perspective, perhaps on our sufferings. But um, overall, it's it's drawn from a lot of the writings that I've done in the Bible studies you know, a lot of fresh writing as well, just giving you a little something each and every day to chew on, to help you renew your mind. So it always begins with a scripture passage. Then there's, you know, writing and some commentary, you know, from me,
0: and mm-hmm. then it leads to a prayer at the end that you, that you offer back in response to the Lord. Well, that's great. And so with that one, um, that is one that is designed for personal use, not necessarily in a group, just something you'd be, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I do. I suppose you could use it in a group, but it's really it's a daily reading. Yeah, so and it's so not I, huge.
0: It is, yeah, it's much more personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's great. And I know women are always looking for those resources. <laughs> You know, one that Elizabeth Foss and I did together with Small Steps for Catholic Moms, which yes. was just a page yep. a day, one yeah. page, right? And that's always the feedback I get from people that they love that it's doable in that way. Yeah. Um, it's that really it's good. Yeah. yeah. I know your book.
1: I love it. I oh, love thank it. Thank you. It's just that because it's, it's scripture, right? So they're, mm. they're getting it straight from scripture and then, you know, little thought, but then it's like, and now go out and now, now go go do something,
0: right? Yeah. Really yeah. Good. So, yeah, so I, I love that book. format. I'm all about the 365 day stuff. (laughs) And I know women are always looking for that. For for sure, that's going to be a resource that they want to check out. But Lisa, I want to ask you, um, because we're talking about bringing women together, and this is something that comes up whenever I'm talking with women about their relationships with other women, is that some of us have a really complicated relationship with other women. Um, Mm. Like a lot of us struggle inside of our female friendships. There's a lot of pain there. You know, when I did, um, well, I've done a few different podcast episodes talking about female friendships and some of those struggles we have. I get overwhelming response from women who are, wounded inside of their relationships with other women or struggling to figure out how does that work or struggling with their own feelings of competition or jealousy. I mean, I have come over the years to really feel like because when women get together with other women, we are such a powerful force for the good that Mm -hmm. we are. That's a terrifying thing to Satan, you know? And, and I, so I think in a special way, he targets those relationships what's been your experience of that and what advice might you offer to somebody who's struggling in that way mm, gosh that's such a good question i struggle
1: in this area so it's it's a really good question um and you're absolutely right you're absolutely right who is delighting in the division between relationships between women mm-hmm. the enemy it's satan he's like woohoo if they right. can if i can keep their attention on one another and on this hurt and that hurt and that slight and this comparison mm-hmm. um then they're not going to be doing much else today. Right. Because he knows how we roll. Like, what's (laughs) in our head? Like we could be down for the count for three hours. You right. know why? Because like something happens and we can't just like, no, we don't just like take that to the Lord and deal with it. No, it's like I, on average, I feel like, I think I have to talk about it to three different people before I kind of feel like, okay, yeah, now I've processed it enough, you know, now right. I'm going to go to the Lord. Okay. Which is such an utter waste <laughs> of so much time, you know, so it's our I process. Think, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, we're our own worst enemy that way, you know, and so there's no doubt that the enemy is in that. And I think that part of um, what has helped me a lot is to just remember that principle that anytime there's a conflict between me and another woman, I'm looking at her thinking the problem is between you and me, but really it's the enemy that mm-hmm. I've got a problem with and he is stirring up my feelings and stirring up her feelings and feeding misunderstanding whispering into her ear you know what she really meant you know what she really thinks you know right. you know and that um anytime i give into that i'm giving him a victory mm-hmm. anytime i choose instead to credit him with the garbage and to think the best of this other woman to give her the benefit of the doubt and to press in mm-hmm. to forgive to check myself and say where in this am I off? What even if you know if in my mind ninety nine point nine percent of the fault is with
0: her, <laughs> and we what, know it is, of course,
1: clearly, <laughs> right? Because we talked to three people who confirmed that exactly. They I, I chose the right person, people to call. I called <laughs> the people who were going to affirm me. You know, I'm not dumb. You know, then we take that. You know less little percent. And we sit there for a sec, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and if we can even get in front of the blessed sacrament, how much better, because it burns away, you know, so much of the, you know, the garbage that we feed ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and that, I think that can help us continue to press press in. And that's the message I give myself when I want to pull back and isolate, because that's what happens when, when I feel tension with women and I hate conflict, Mm -hmm. when something is up, what I want to do is isolate. want to isolate I want to need no one I want to just get to work and just be like fine I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna have these kinds of vulnerable friendships they're you know more trouble than they're worth yeah and what I feel the Lord saying to me when I get alone with him is no no Lisa lean in lean lean in to the person that you want to like you know isolate from and give her time, give her a chance, do your best to think the best of her, give it another chance. But there are always times when actually what we've got at play is actually a very toxic relationship. So I think we also need to get educated just about healthy relationships and good boundaries and do the work of, um, of identifying what are things in relationships that are toxic and should simply not be found in a good friendship. And if you have a friendship, it's characterized by that mm-hmm. it is okay to opt out of a toxic friendship you know it, yeah. we're not we're not stuck you know and jesus gave careful thought right to his inner circle he stayed up all night praying you know who should be the the, the inner 12 and then he took even a further three mm-hmm. who were really tight with him and then he had loads of people that he was in relationship with right but he was careful about who who came close and and we should be as well and those those type three should be if they're not people who who really know this is who you want to be in Christ and they're calling you to be that that's a problem that's a problem you know we we need to be careful about who that inner circle is and are they women that we want to be like and who encourage us to be the most
0: virtuous and faithful versions of ourselves that we can be. Right. So important. I think that's such a great point to make because I am all about that. And I'm I'm always telling my girls, well, actually my boys too, about screening your influences, right? Because (laughs) you need to be choosy. It doesn't mean you're not loving everybody, right? As we're called to do, but like you described some relationships at a certain point, you say, this is actually not good for me. Right. And and kind of learning that you you become the people that you surround yourself with. And they're setting the bar for you. And, you know, I tell my teenagers this all the time. You want to be hanging out with people who are setting the bar that low? No, you yes. don't, right? And yeah. same so applies also- to me. Same applies to us. That mm-hmm. we need to mm-hmm. be around people who are going to be inspiring us, encouraging us. But what might you say, Lisa, to a woman who's listening to this and saying, yeah, where are those women? Like, where are they? Because I mean, I can I can tell you from up here in the frozen tundra of the Northeast, it's a different ball game inside of the Catholic Church up mm. here. It's it's rough. It's rough. We're like pioneers yeah. sometimes. Um, yes. So I know a lot of times um, women that I know in this area rely on online communications and online connections with other women who share their faith, and um, I I think that has limited. It's good but it has limited value. But what would you say to encourage somebody who's really struggling with that, like making those in-person connections? Mm
1: -hmm. I would say, first of all, look intergenerationally, you know, don't rule someone out because you feel like, well, they're, she's actually my mom's age or, or even she's my daughter's age. You know, if you've got an Mm -hmm. adult daughter or whatever, but to be willing to, you know, look more broadly than you might, than you might think. But, um, I think when we find just one person who they just they seem to want to just go a little bit deeper when you pitch a question. Um, you know, I love I love getting together with someone for coffee and being intentional about what we talk about, you know, asking questions that take things a little bit deeper. And when you don't even know if a person is a person of faith, mm-hmm. you can pick a question like what's bringing you joy right now? Yeah. And, um, you know, or, you know, and get into the discussion. And then as you share what's bringing you joy right now, you might slip in a little something about your faith and see how she reacts. And if she doesn't freak and run to the hills, you know, <laughs> and if she actually says, you know, I like talking in a little deeper and more intentional way. And you can go online and, and find loads of questions, good conversation starter questions that lead you into something that goes beyond just updates on each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And if she's interested in that kind of communication you might say maybe we could read a book together and and talk about it together and and just kind of maybe work your way in very slowly with someone who's not a person of faith but after you've done it a bit maybe introduce a book that's not too heavy heavy handed but brings the mm-hmm. faith element into it so that you're so that you're talking on a little deeper level um i'm mm-hmm. just all about intentionality and actually saying to a woman, you know, I really want to, you know, when you, you could, you like her and you feel like she's not a totally superficial person, you know, would you be willing to get together once a week? Um, and just, you know, do these questions together or read this book together, or, you know, someone who is also, you know, a follower of Christ to do a Bible study together and put that time on the calendar and regularly get together. What I, my daughter moved, um, moved away and, you know, got married and is living, you know, early on, you was living away from family and away from friends, starting Mm -hmm. all over. And she came to me with this very same question. And I said, you know, friendship is formed when you simply invest the time that, you know, we feel like, you know, oh, you know, the old friend, we've got the inside jokes, we already know so much about about each other. That was just built because you regularly saw one another, right? And so if we could just commit to that every Friday, you know, at 5pm, or whatever it would be, you know, Saturday morning at at eight, whatever, we're going to commit time to each other. And we're going to know that there's a little bit of structure to it. And, and a friendship can start to go a little bit, a little bit deeper
0: that way. Right? No, that's such great advice. And I'm all about encouraging women. Um, You know, sometimes we're too passive inside of (laughs) this Mm -hmm. idea of friendship. Like, where are all my friends? Like, well, who are you being a friend to? Right? Yes, like, that's right. As uncomfortable as it makes us sometimes, uh, th- being active and investing in that way, I think, is hugely valuable. And also, like you reminded us, it's about the investment of time. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that's going to happen overnight, especially if you've uprooted and moved to a new place, Absolutely. or you know, if you're in a new parish or whatever's going on with you. I, as as hard and as lonely as that can feel it is about the investment of time. It's not going to happen overnight that all of a sudden you've got a BFF, you know, or that if does. I know for me personally, people that I've connected with instantly and it's like, oh, we're suddenly BFFs. That, and a lot of times that actually wasn't real. You know, That's mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, there's a shallowness to it, but yes. the real stuff is a real investment of time.
1: I agree. And you know, one really great way to do that, that is not as you know, putting yourself out there as saying, let's, you know, do these questions, let's do this book city or whatever, is just serving alongside someone. Mm-hmm. So getting out there and serving. And I would say most of my dearest friends I have met, serving alongside them, getting to know them while we're doing something else for someone else and realizing, oh, you know, we've got, right. you know, I really enjoy your personality. And um and there are so many opportunities for us to serve. Right. And if you're serving alongside someone else, well, that's probably at least there's a chance. That's a little more selfless person than the average Joe because they're getting back. You know, it's so I think that's another good way to get yourself out there to meet a new group of
0: people you might not otherwise know. Absolutely beautiful advice. Yes. So before we have to wrap up, I want to be sure to mention that you have a women's conference that's coming up in March. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. This is is this like the third one? Did I read that right? Well, um,
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's, we've never done something quite like this before, but we've done other women's events before for our leaders. So when I said we have a leadership development program, we really invest in our leaders and we have done, um, a conference for them for, you know, a few years running that has been, you know, wonderful to gather leaders from all over the country. But what we really felt last year was it's time. It is time to blow these doors open to women, you know, of all ages, whether they are in walking with purpose or not, and really offering our women in walking with purpose, a great place where they can invite that girlfriend who wouldn't necessarily come to Bible study, you know, week after week, but she's willing to do a girl's weekend. And she's willing to do a girl's weekend at the Chesapeake Hyatt in Maryland, because that sounds like fun and it's beautiful. And oh, it's about <laughs> happiness. The The theme of the conference is flourish. You know, how can nice. we discover true happiness and and live lives of flourishing. And so it's a topic that I think has a really broad appeal, no matter where you're at spiritually. And of course we know the key to flourishing is that encounter and that ongoing relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we're going to get there. That's where we're going to land. But we're, we're really developing this conference with our eye on the furthest woman out, with our eye on that woman you would invite who wouldn't be comfortable in a lot of other places. But this is a phenomenal on-ramp for her to come and taste and see that the Lord is good and that right. his daughters are fun and they are warm. And all along that way, there is going to be a lot of teaching that is, you know, great and inspiring for women who have already been walking with Christ, you know, for for a long time, but we're not forgetting these new women. We're not going to make assumptions about where they are at. We're going to know many of these women are coming. They don't know if they believe in God or not. Many are coming and they've got loads of questions, loads of them. You know, everybody's coming with wounds, right? right. Wounds of the heart. And we're going to meet them where they are. And it's going to be a gentle leading towards Christ, but one that I pray Will be, you know, will require a little step out of the comfort zone, but not one that's so great that they opt out quickly and are like, oh, this is not for me. Right. You know? yeah. So oh, we're super, great. super excited to, you know, throw these doors wide open. We've already got about 650 women signed up to come. Great. And, um, but we've got room for more. We have room for you. And um, we would love to see them come. And so they can go to our website, walkingwithpurpose.com, and go to our store and you can find the link to um, sign up for the conference there. Great. And so the conference is in March. Mm-hmm. March 13th through the 15th in Cambridge, Maryland at the Chesapeake Hyatt. Nice. We've got Father Dave Pavanka. He's one of our chaplains. He's going to be there. We have Sister Miriam Heidland speaking. She's a dear friend and she's going to be awesome because she always is. She is. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> Father John Ricardo is another of our chaplains. He's going to be speaking as well. Sarah Kroger is doing our music. It's it's going to be really uh, an incredible an incredible
0: weekend together. That sounds wonderful. Okay, so people can go. We've talked about a lot of resources here. So we're talking about the conference, the devotional, all of the resources for walking with purpose and beginning a group at your parish is everything in one place at walkingwithpurpose.com. It is, you can
1: find all of it there. And so um, the store is a great place to go to look at, you know, the resources, the Bible studies, the the book, be still the, the up for the conference. And we also have a blog, you know, so you can get into things on there as well, but the leadership development is something where, you know, you you look at participate. Is there a group near me? How can I get started? You know, so just play around on the website. You're going to find, you know, the button that would allow you to ask us for more information and sign up for leadership resources that we've got ready to go for you. Wow.
0: So awesome. Okay. So we'll have that linked up in the show notes for sure. Lisa Brennan Meyer has been my guest. She is the founder of walking with purpose. You can find out more at the website, walkingwithpurpose.com. So many great things. We can't even mention them all. You need to go there and explore that website. Lisa, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here today, but even more than that, I want to thank you for your heart for women, for the beautiful work you've done, the way you've poured out your very self over the years. It shows in the fruit of what you've accomplished through walking with purpose. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you, Daniel. I would say the very same back to you. I'm looking at your books on my bookshelf as we talk, and I would say- you go girl, keep writing, (laughs) keep writing, keep speaking, keep teaching and encouraging women because the work that you are doing is so very important and effective. So it's an honor to be on the show with you today. Oh, thank
0: you. It was an honor to have you coming up. We've got some listener feedback, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast.
2: Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented Biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com.
0: Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I usually like to share some feedback from listeners. And this week, I am not going to be sharing any particular feedback except to say, wow, and thank you because I received so very much feedback from last week's show almost right away. You know, um, I wasn't even sure that the show had published yet. And I was getting notes on social media from moms who had listened to um, last week's show, which was, well, it's actually the week before last, right, because I record these a week ahead of time, where I was talking about uh, parenting adult kids, young adult kids, parenting big kids, teenagers, young adults, all the different ways in which that's a new challenge in parenting. Um, And then I read the first chapter of my newest book, Giving Thanks and Letting Go, Reflections on the Gift of Motherhood, at the end of that show, I just—I was so overwhelmed by the generosity of your feedback, first of all, for the book, how supportive you've been for the book and the topic of the book and encouraging of the fact that this is a conversation we need to have. We need to talk about this new stage of motherhood, this different thing that we're going through. Um, We need to be connecting about the ways in which we are challenged as moms of young adults. The fact that we don't often enough have frank conversations about these. So for those of you who haven't listened to the show, I do encourage you to go back and listen to that particular episode, which is number 210, Six Tips for Parenting Big Kids. And like I said, you can hear me read the first chapter of my newest book at the end of that show. So you'll want to check that out. Um, If you haven't already checked out my new book, I want to encourage you to do that. You can hear me read that first chapter in that show, or if you'd rather read it yourself, you can check it out at AveMariaPress.com, the book page there has a link for sample, read sample, I think it says, and you can read the first chapter there for yourself. So check that out. I'm so encouraged by the positive feedback that I've been receiving about this book in particular. You know, this book is a very personal sharing, much more so than, you know, my most recent projects where I've been sharing, of course. I mean, my writing, I always share personal stories and whatnot, but this book is all personal stories and deeply personal, a different kind of writing from what I've been doing recently. And it was a little bit challenging to do, a little bit daunting to do, leaves me feeling a little bit vulnerable as the book goes out into the world. Um, So I just want to thank people who've given me such positive feedback and encouragement, um, letting me know that you've appreciated what I've shared in the book and that you share in some of those same joys and challenges um, in this unique phase of motherhood. So Thank you for that. And you know, one thing I take away from all of this connecting and sharing about the book and about the different phases of motherhood is that we all need each other. And this is a theme that we hit time and time again here at Girlfriends. It's part of why I started the Girlfriends podcast, part of why I ever started sharing through writing in the first place is that we women need to be connecting about these things that are important, these things that we struggle with, these things that we have in common. And something that really stands out to me with the sharing of this newest book is I thought it would be particularly helpful for women who are in the same stage of motherhood that I am. But I've been hearing from so many women who are in a different stage of motherhood. They're in very early motherhood or they're in grandmotherhood and they still struggle with some of these same things. And I've been particularly encouraged by some of the younger moms who've told me they've read the book and been encouraged in their current phase of motherhood. Because, of course, in the book, I'm sharing and reflecting on years of family life. And some of it does include talking about some of those real challenges of early motherhood, of, you know, the complete physical exhaustion of caring for little people who can't yet care for themselves. So I've just been really moved to see that women of all ages and stages of motherhood can connect about some of these things that we share in common. Some of the struggles and some of the really happy, beautiful, joyful things about family life. I think it's important that we come together and share in a real way about real life as women. And um, that, that's particularly why I've enjoyed talking with Lisa on today's show. Lisa Brennick is one of those women who really specializes in bringing women together and facilitating opportunities for them to connect about those things that are important. And I like to think that the Girlfriends Podcast is another way that we're able to do that. And I hope it serves that purpose for you in your life. So before we have to go, I want to mention some places where I'm going to be in case you have not been here at the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress, although it feels like everybody is here. (laughs) I have to say it's a pretty large thing. But in case you are not here and you are interested in coming to an event where I'm going to be, I'm just going to share few that I have coming up on uh, Saturday, March 7th. I'm going to be giving my Your Worth It retreat at Precious Blood Parish in Jasper, Indiana. Really looking forward to that. I'm going to be speaking at the Women's Conference in Fresno, California on Saturday, March 14th. I'm going to be speaking at the Women's Conference in Norwich, Connecticut on Saturday, March 28th. Then I'm going to be giving my Your Worth It retreat in Windham, New Hampshire, right here in my hometown where I'm not at right now. (laughs) Actually, that's not my hometown, my home state, Um, Saturday, April 18th. So if you're able to come to any of those events... I would love to be able to meet you. If you're interested in getting more information about those, I've got links for more information at the show notes, which are always available at ascensionpress.com. If you are in the middle of something and not right now, able to click over to ascensionpress.com and get that information, know that you can text the word girlfriends to 33777, and you can get subscribed to the show notes for the girlfriends podcast. They will get sent right to your inbox. Every week, it's super convenient. That way, whenever you're listening to the show and you hear links mentioned, you'll know that you've got them right there in your email, so you don't need to worry about it. If you are outside of the US, unfortunately, that system won't work for you, but you can send me an email and we will get you added to that list as well. You can still subscribe. And bonus, you never miss an episode of the Girlfriends podcast that way. I don't want us to not be connected, so make sure you do that. Text GIRLFRIENDS to 33777. And now I'm going to go and rest my voice for a bit before we take on the crowds here for one last day at um, LA Congress. But I want to thank you for being part of today's show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the ways you encourage and support what we do here at Girlfriends. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your presence here and your participation in the Girlfriends community. Thanks so much for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week.